So if you attend any power motivational series, you realize that knowing who you are takes time, some techniques, a little practice, and a lot of soul searching. But my friend Roland is here today to explain why everything that you build on shaky ground has a tendency to fall sooner than later. Hi, I'm Christina Starmer, and today I have Roland Rolando Cuevas here. Hi, Roland. Hi, Christina. Roland, would you like to give him your full name? <laughs> <laughs> My full name. Rolando Rafael Cuevas in Panzón Paella de Colón. Exactly. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> so Roland um, actually has a lot to say on the subject that we are talking about today on trying to build something on shaky ground and then it falling later when it's not built properly. So, Roland? Well, if you think about anything that you build, whether it's a physical structure or a life, the foundation is everything. You start with the foundation and then the cornerstone. It's true of a building. It's true of a life. It's, it's true of, it, of anything that's built by An mankind. An oak tree. Uh, it's all d- dependent on the, on the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, myself, as a Christian... Um, go back to the parables and to the stories of Jesus where he himself said any structure that you build on shaky ground on a weak foundation the first storm that comes along it's going to fall but if it's built on a firm ground it'll stand true so we had talked about earlier today how my 15 year old son this is just an example that we used today, how he was having difficulty because we were watching him play in a basketball game recently, actually about two or three of them, and he wasn't being himself out there. He wasn't being as aggressive. He wasn't defending that well. His shots were poor, and every time I kept asking him, he's like, I'm just having a day off, but it actually really wasn't that. Basically, he was having a problem with the coach because every time the kids would come back in or maybe for halftime or whatever, like um, he's belittling them and saying, you're basketball IQ is so low, you're not playing that well, you guys are crap out there, I'm embarrassed, just negative, 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 where it started to affect his psyche. Mm -hmm. So I had to have like an hour conversation with him about breaking it all down in the excuses and saying, he didn't create you, and and, and I'm not going to take you off the team because you're going to be in front of people like this your whole life trying to break you down. And then you explained it so well as to um, how he cannot let someone bring him down by having the right foundation. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Well, that right foundation, again, for me as a Christian, is based on the truths that are written down in the Word of God uh, by Jesus. But um, even if for someone who's not a Christian or doesn't have exactly the same beliefs as I do, the same principles still apply that... You can't, a person cannot base their own identity, their own self-worth, their own value on any kind of external uh, locus, loci, I believe that's the correct word. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Um, But it's got to be from within yourself. Now, for me as a Christian, like like I've said a couple of times already, inside me is the Holy Spirit, and that's what I base it on. But if I base it on another person, even if it's someone I love. Now, in your son's case, it was 
a coach. But even if it's a spouse or a child or anybody or anything, a job, um, whether you're a homemaker or whether you work outside the home or both, um, it, it can't be rooted in somebody else or something else. It has to come from within. But even if it's from within, and if you're not religious, won't that eventually fail after a while if you have nothing to cling on to? Well, that's a good question. Um, and the question is, what is it that you're clinging on to? To me, um, if it's just a matter of pumping yourself up, psyching yourself up, um, trying to convince yourself of your own self-worth. Um, for me, many times that ends in failure. It's, yeah, it would be exhausting. That's, that's exhausting and it's shaky ground. It's mm-hmm. shaky ground because my moods change. I go up and down. Even as someone who's been um, in a Christian almost my entire life, that's, that's shaky ground. So you believe, like I believe, that you're saved by grace. Yes. And once you really understand that entire concept, that you do not have to do anything for that, that's already been taken care for you, right. how does that change the game? That changes the game for me completely. It's totally com- different. Because if I am working first to try to establish my identity, like you said already, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. That's works-based religion. That's trying to be good in order that you can get to heaven or, or wherever, whatever you want to call it. Or, or even in this life, to be a better person or to succeed or for prosperity. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you put it in the proper order, you build the foundation first and know who this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I am uniquely created. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. I have eternal, an eternal destiny mm-hmm. that's been picked by God himself. Mm-hmm. Out of that flows what I'm going to do and what my life is going to look like and my goals. And I know I'm able to attain them, mm-hmm. not based on another person, but on God himself and who he created me to be. Okay. So that's firm foundation. I totally get it. How how do you get the ability to believe in your identity? Well, that's more difficult because um I'm talking about the ones who do believe in Christianity, mm-hmm. who are saved by grace but are yet walking around and not really living a full life or up to their potential. What is holding them back? Well, for me, I'll use a personal example for myself. Even though I did believe the basics of Christianity, mm-hmm. of salvation by grace through faith, right. I still had a lot of religion mixed up. Mm-hmm. I had to do this, don't do that, follow these rules. I had to look a certain way, act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all of that stuff was not what Jesus taught. Um, that it was basing my identity on the things that I could do. So how did you shed that idea? Through a lot of study, through a lot of prayer, through a lot of re-examining what I was taught mm-hmm. um, by 
some some of them were well-meaning people, but they were just wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's a few people out there that are not well-meaning, teaching the wrong thing. But in my case, most of them were male, well-meaning. They were just wrong. Do you know a lot of the people in your world who, after they grab the concept of being saved and being loved no matter what, no deeds are having to be performed, and after they start, I don't know, either going through classes, reading more, that they live a happy and fulfilled life, and how does that look? Like prime examples of how like a normal person would spend their day in that. Well, that to me is the difference between contentment in who I am mm-hmm. um, versus blind ambition to become a better person, a more prosperous person, a more whatever, mm-hmm. a better Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say I don't want to be a better person or I don't have goals or ambitions. That doesn't mean I don't have any of those things. But they're rooted in, the again, back to the foundation. Mm-hmm. They're not rooted in my, if I, in what holds some people back is that if I don't get this particular job, if I don't attain this particular goal, then that means that there's something wrong with me, that I did something wrong, or I'm So it all keeps person. coming back personally. It comes back personally, yes. Okay. Absolutely. They could have done better something. Okay. I am accepted, and I am worthy, and I am loved no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. Even when, to the world's eyes, I may fail. Mm-hmm. Being that way, do you notice that you have more patience with people? I do, actually, because mm-hmm. if you operate, or when I operated out of a, system, a belief system that you had to attain something in order to be a good person... And this is how you used to be. This is how I used to be. Okay. That made me a harsh judge mm-hmm. of people that failed or faltered, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't act that way. I wouldn't say it to their face, but in my mind, mm-hmm. I somehow felt, I don't know, it's hard, it's sad to have to admit, but in my mind, I felt like a like a little bit better, or mm-hmm. I was a little bit further along, or yes. I understood more than they did, and that's that's a wrong, that's the wrong mm-hmm. way to think. So you were comparing? Comparing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comparing myself to other people made me feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, and that's or not, worse. And, and wor- or yeah, worse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's not Christian. Yeah. So I have another question for you. So I put on here, how do you maintain that trajectory of positiveness when you are surrounded by people who... I'm not saying they're negative, but maybe they're not so positive. Maybe they're not to that point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have like a um, a cheerleader group or some people helping you, who mm-hmm. are you supposed to go to? Because after you, you realize that you're saved by grace, you realize that you have full potential, you realize you can try to be the person that you want to be, how do you keep that up? Is it through prayer? It's through prayer. It's through meditation on the scriptures, on what real, on what Jesus really said, mm-hmm. not what other people say that Jesus meant by what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it goes back to the foundation. My husband calls that bubblegum Bible. 
bubblegum Bible study or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word for yeah, it. Yeah. Bubblegum theology. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, it goes back to the foundation. Because if I let the people around me affect uh, what I think about myself, again, I'm back to square one. I'm comparing myself to others. I'm letting other people affect how I view myself rather than accepting how God views me and how God sees me. So now that you're different, I know you work at the church, Mm -hmm. you're a pastor. So how does that look now when you go to work? How does that change something when someone asks you to do something? Or how does that change when you don't really want to do something, but you still have to do it? Or something that necessarily don't believe in, but the church is going that way. How does that change anything or does it? Well, it depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, because um, there are some things, in my opinion, and I believe Scripture teaches this, there are some things that are absolute. You know, so if you're talking about theology and cardinal doctrines of the Word of God, that's one thing. But if you're just talking about practices and principles, are we going to stand, are we going to sit during a song, what type of music we're going to sing, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then, just your typical daily work stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. that's different. That you roll your eyes about. <laughs> You're like, really? <laughs> um, that's. You learn after a while that those things just aren't that important. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own way of worshiping. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own way of communing with God. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own way of meditating on the scriptures Mm -hmm. some like to do it in a group some like to be by themselves the bible calls it going into your prayer closet by yourself Mm -hmm. talk to the god everybody has their own way and it's it's fine Mm -hmm. and some people combine all of that depending on where they are in their life okay Uh, and that's okay yeah so i've looked what to answer your question um i know it's an old phrase and i kind of hate to use it because what is it don't sweat the small stuff. And, yeah. I didn't and make, it's all the small stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make, make that up. Somebody, I think somebody Carnegie, wrote a book I on think? that. I, don't, I think so. I, I wish I could remember I or I is. would give him credit. Yeah, yeah, I think Because I did not make that phrase up, and it's an old phrase. But it's so true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one more him question. Him or her. I don't know who wrote it. I think it's a him. Yeah. You may be right. I'm just not sure. I'll look it up. Google's, Google's right about everything. All right. So, so one more question. I know you go out there and you go to foreign places and you do a lot of missionary work. Yes. So when you go out there, I know a lot of times you're actually, um, actually, I don't know, but I assume is that some of these people are lost and mm-hmm. they don't know. So if you're spending time with them and you're actually teaching them, I assume that you are saved by grace. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the biggest transformation that you've found when you're out there? Or has there been anything? Or are you out there long enough for them to be able to to realize how beautiful life is? Well, what I, what I do, in my experience, because I'm a short-term, I go on short-term right. missions. I didn't know if you had enough time. Yeah. So it's just a week or two weeks at the most. My main goal is to get people out of the States, out of their pew, out of their comfort zone and and go anywhere now like you're planting a seed planting a seed exactly mm-hmm. now the amazing thing is that mm-hmm. even in the week's time yeah you absolutely can change lives yeah because um, it is now i'm not changing them to the extent of a person that goes to live in another country for right. a year 
They're the support system. They are, they're the ones that disciple. They're the ones that train. They're the ones that make sure that that seed grows and takes root. Right. Do you think it's based on, it's just main, or, or the root of it all would be, because because they are, okay, let's just say they know that they're saved by grace. Do you think after that is their perspective and that is what is the game changer? Mm-hmm. Th- that is perspective and that is what the Bible calls discipleship. Perspective equals discipleship? Mm-hmm. You... Coming to a realization of the truth Mm -hmm. is what many Christians call either salvation or being born again. Uh, There's a lot of different phrases that people use depending on where you are in the Bible. But actually the Bible says go out and make disciples. Right. Which is to go to train people, to show them how to think Mm -hmm. about the truth. I don't go to other countries to make Americans I don't go to other countries to make American Christians. Right, I right. go to tell them the truth right. about the Word of God. Right. And uh, or that, or help facilitate that process. Actually, would be a better way to word it. And I try to train the pastors there in that country so that they can teach their their congregations that they do not have to do works. That just because I'm poor, just because I'm living in a mud hut. Right. Just because I don't know if I'm going to eat tomorrow, that does not mean that I'm worthless. That does not mean that I have no value to God or to society. So it does not define you. It does not define who you are. Absolutely. Okay. That's good. All right. Do you have anything that you want to close this with? I mean, that's some good stuff. I don't even know what I would... I would ask more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, only that for me, when, if I had time to share, which I don't want to, but if I had time to share how I came to all these realizations, Mm -hmm. I would just say that a lot of this is book knowledge, Mm -hmm. or started as book knowledge, Mm -hmm. but I have lived long enough and gone through enough things in my life to know that this is the truth, this works. Mm-hmm. It's not just something I read in the book, in this case, the Bible. Mm-hmm. It is stuff that work, that I know works because I've lived through it. So if someone is listening to this podcast and they are not religious, a little agnostic, or they just don't know where they're at, or maybe they're from, I don't know, the Catholic side and... You know, they've been beaten down, or I'm not saying Catholics in particular, Baptists, whatever, mm-hmm. and they've kind of steered away. What would you suggest to them? What well, would be their first step? The first step. If they find themselves unhappy, not knowing, kind of a little lost, just in mm-hmm. life in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first thought um, would be, that it doesn't matter what the denomination is. All, right. All denominations that I'm aware of personally have a little bit of that of that control issue of we're going to mold you the way we right. want you to be. Yeah. And I, I really didn't mean Catholics or, or Baptists. I was just saying generically. Right. I was trying to think of it. And yeah. those are two good examples, yeah. but yeah. there's many, many others yeah. um, that do the same thing. And just as just as just as it is also true that there's a lot of good people in yeah, both denominations. Yeah. However, to answer your question, mm-hmm. the first step is to go back to the source. 
and the source is not to which is another way of saying the foundation. Mm-hmm. The source is not Catholicism or being a Baptist or being a Lutheran or being Episcopalian or any of those religions. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to be a member of those denominations, mm-hmm. but that's not the source of the truth. Mm-hmm. The Word of God and the words of Christ himself are the source of the truth. That's the foundation. So maybe while, uh, if someone is if someone is listening to this podcast and they are not necessarily... Um, attending church or religious naturally right now, or that's a mm-hmm. part of their life. But they are um, trying to better themselves because this is on the motivational side of podcasts, and they probably mm-hmm. found us there. In order, so, so they are searching. Okay. So you would say continue maybe mm-hmm. um, to read um, about yourself, being a better human being, mm-hmm. um, increasing your care, just all kinds of stuff, whatever those motivational series out there but also at the same time, maybe pick up a Bible and open it up? Absolutely. Read it for yourself. Yeah. There's a hundred different translations out there, and that's probably a conservative number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one that for anybody that understands. But people just don't think of that as a power motivational book. Is what I'm, you know? Yes, yeah. I understand. <laughs> or a self-help agree. book. And yeah. that is because religious people... Mm-hmm starting all the way back with the Pharisees of Jesus' time, have used the Word of God incorrectly mm-hmm. to beat people down and constrain them. Right. And that's not what that book is about. Right. And you're not, but you're not going to find that out if you don't read it yourself. So in your search, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of people that search all religions, and, and I don't condemn that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But or just self-help. Or self-help. Mm-hmm. But don't disregard the Bible um, in your search mm-hmm. just because other people have misused it. I agree. All right. Well, thanks, Roland. You're very welcome. It's been my pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. I just want to say thank you for joining in today and listening to Rolando Cuevas and I talk about how amazing our lives would be if we could rid ourselves of fear and know just how strong we are when our fear planted in a good, firm foundation. We are all searching for answers and how to be the best versions of ourselves, the ones that we were actually created to be. And from what Roland is saying, as you are reading and listening to others who seemingly have it all together, don't forget to throw in a Bible as a reference as well. You might just want to look inside. You might actually find the answer in there.